Recorded live. Yes, folks, we're back with another Wrestling Debate show, episode number 14, ladies and gentlemen. 1-724-444-7044, caller ID number 139925. You can join me right now, and hopefully the rest of our panel will be coming in very shortly, including the First Lady of Wrestling, the Miss Michelle Lindodds, the Black Widow, and of course the phenomenal one, Gerard T. Smith, Mr. Madness, if you will. I'm your host, the Iceman, the leader of the debate table here, back again at a our roundtable circle tonight, however, for what should be a very exciting night, of course. It is Wednesday, July 13th, 2016, and of course you can find us each and every week here on TalkShoe.com and all of our shows on TalkShoe.com, including Outside the Ropes, of course, Wrestling Revisited, of course, Wrestling Revolution, uh, Wrestling Attitude Radio, and of course, Raw Radio. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, here on the debate, however, uh, I have decided to kick around this topic for everyone, however, and maybe get your opinions as well. And we'd love to hear from you. As I told you at the start of the show, one seven two four 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 seventy forty four caller ID number one three nine nine two five right now, and you can join us here on the show to give your opinion too. I want to get your opinion about the top ten greatest wrestling announcers and the top ten not so great wrestling announcers. I already have been thinking about this list pretty much all day, of course, and I would like to get your opinions, however, on this subject. If you want to way with your subject opinion you can also check in our chat box or call me right now and talk to me personally about this as well as the rest of our panelists who will be joining us relatively shortly uh with that said ladies and gentlemen i am going to tell you what i think are the top 10 great announcers and the top 10 well not so great announcers in wrestling history so with that said let us begin with our list shall we The top 10 great announcers. At number 10, I would have to put possibly Gorilla Monsoon and Pat Patterson. These two guys, however, in the early 80s, going back when Pat Patterson was a former wrestler in his own right before he took over announcing, however, we were a pretty good dynamic duo together. They used to call a lot of shows back in the early 80s, as you know, most notably when they were doing shows live from Madison Square Garden, of course, in New York City. Of course, they were there the night Hulkamania was born, as you know, in the WWE back in January of 84, um, I would have to say was number 10. Number nine, when it came to announcing, I would have to say Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone. I mean, you talk about a really heartfelt announcer that was really passionate about the sport and really uh, found his niche early on as an announcer, however. It would definitely be Oklahoma's famous son, however, the man known as Mr. Boomer Sooner himself, good old JR, if you will, and the former uh, head announcer of the National Wrestling Alliance, if you will, that used to uh, call all the shows on uh, the NWA TBS Superstation and later on WCW, Tony Schiavone. I think these two guys had a pretty good chemistry with each other. How I thought they were unique. And like I said, I would put them up there at number nine. Number eight, as far as announcing goes, however, I would have to say um, the team of 
Raj Trungard, and also Vern Gagne. Uh, Raj Trungard, of course, at one time was the voice of the American Wrestling Association. Vern Gagne, the owner of the AWA, after retiring from wrestling, of course, used to be a co-host of Rods, of course. They also did a little bit of work in the WWF, as you know, especially Rod for a little bit, where he wasn't all that bad. But in the AWA, I think Trungard and Greg Gagne's son, excuse me, not Greg Gagne's son, Greg Gagne's father, the legendary, late, great, former AWA World's Champion and head of the American Wrestling Association, the former federation that was run out of Minnesota. Uh, the man known as Mr. Sirius, however, in my opinion, Vern Gagne would be number eight. Um, as far as the announcing continues, let's go on with number seven. Um, I would have to say number seven when it came to announcing duos, however, as far as a unique pairing, however, I would have to say at one time, however, the uh, unique pairing of Vince McMahon and Jesse the Body Ventura. They used to call a lot of Saturday Night's main events back in the day with each other, and I thought they always had pretty good chemistry with each other. I would put them in the top ten, if you ask me. These guys used to be very, very unique. They used to be very, very uh, opinionated about certain things. Of course, they agreed to disagree a lot. However, I thought they were very, uh, let's just say, uh, dynamic duo, shall we say. And they always found a way to uh, tell like it was, if you ask me. Uh, number six, I would have to say... Jim Ross again, and David Crockett. David Crockett and Jim Ross, of course, at one time David Crockett, the son of former NWA head big promoter Big Jim, a.k.a. Big James Crockett Sr., if you will, as you know, and whose brother Jim Crockett Jr., of course, ran the National Wrestling Alliance after their father passed away. Beginning in the 70s, of course, were a pretty good duo uh, calling action sometimes. I would put them at number six when it came to announcing. Uh, number five, I would have to say Gorilla Monsoon and also uh, Jesse the Body Ventura. I mean, that is in top five in my opinion. I think those two had great chemistry with each other over the years, of course. Uh, they, of course, worked the first WrestleMania together. I thought they were very uh, deliberate in their delivery, just like uh, Jesse and Vince McMahon were. And they used to call a lot of wrestling events together. I would have to put them in the top five. Uh, number four, without question, Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby the Brain Heenan would be up there, in my opinion. I think they're in the top five as well. I thought they were a very good duo in their own right. Of course, Bobby the Brain Heenan, better known to everyone as the Weasel. As you know, of course, uh, Gorilla Monsoon, of course, used to poke fun of him, and a lot of fans did too, but I think most of the time, when they weren't poking fun with each other, I thought uh, developed a pretty good chemistry with each other, let's just say, and uh, they always found a way to get their opinions across to most of the fans, however, and I would say they'd be in the top five as far as great announcers of all time. Uh, number three, in my opinion, would be Jim Ross and good old JR. JR. Of course, Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler uh, would, excuse me, I almost said, I said JR, I meant to say Jerry the King Lawler, and uh, Jim Ross is my third best announced team of all time. I think they had very good fantastic chemistry with each other and they always delivered on cue and I would put them in one of the top three categories no question about it when it came to announcing however uh, all time as far as a unique pairing goes uh, number two on my list however would have to be uh, 
Bob Cottle and Gordon Soley. I think these guys, of course, really developed a knack for each other. Of course, they called the first star KTR back in 1983, however. And over the years, of course, they would uh, do things together at times when Gordon Soley wasn't doing stuff down in Florida and announcing wrestling down there, however, when he was up there in the Crockett organization, if you will, of Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling or uh, Georgia Championship Wrestling, if you will. However, I thought those two did very well with each other. But when it comes to the all-time greatest announced duo, in my opinion, however, I think there is none better. And I do mean this in my opinion. You can uh, agree with me on this, folks, or you can disagree with me. You're entirely up to your opinion. I would have to say the team of... Uh, I'm thinking here, I'm thinking here. Bear with me here, folks. Um, I would have to say the best announced duo I have ever heard in my life when it comes to announcing would have to be... Um, you know what? We'll come back to that. Uh, I, I have it on the tip of my tongue who I'm thinking of, but I just can't remember. But let's tell you right now what I think are the 10 worst announcers of all time. Uh, as far as announcing duos that really didn't click, if you ask me, or just really never seemed right, uh, I would have to say uh, Mike Tanay and Tony Schiavone. I think those two guys, of course, never really clicked with each other when they were WCW together. I know they also worked with other guys over the years like Bobby the Brain Heenan and uh, also Dusty Rhodes and Larry Sabisco. But there are times when these two guys, however... Uh, were on the same show together. I just don't think they really meshed well together. I don't think they were really uh, gelling together, if you know what I'm saying. And I would have to say they are in my list as far as one of the ten worst announced duos of all time. Um, another duo that was really kind of really on the cusp of doing not so great, if you ask me, and I thought that really did bad, was just a guy I mentioned a few minutes ago, Larry Sabisco. I think Larry Sabisco and Tony Giovanni, uh, when they used to do Nitro together, I thought were really, really bad. I thought they were really lackluster in a lot of ways. I mean, Larry Sabisco, of course, was a pretty decent wrestler back in his day, but when it came to announcing at times, he just wasn't one of the best uh, announcers out there, if you ask me, and I just don't think him and Tony Giovanni really developed the knack of calling the action uh, their own way. I just think they really never really got along with each other. Um, number eight, as far as the worst pairing announcing as far as duos go, I would have to say Jim Ross and Jesse the Body Venture. I think those guys really never got along truly. I've heard a lot of stories about those two just never actually becoming buddy-buddy, so to speak. And during Jesse's time in the early 90s in WCW after leaving the WWF as an announcer and uh, going on his own way, of course, just really never clicked, if you ask me. They never really meshed well with each other, if you ask me. Number seven, as far as announced duos go, that really, I think, never got along, and people that really should never have been announcing in the first place because half the time they didn't know what they were doing. Um, I would have to say the pairing of... Uh, Let's just say this pairing was very unique in their own way. Uh, there was times I don't think they really clicked with each other also, and I still don't think they clicked with each other, and that is uh, Michael Cole and Jerry the King Lawler. Uh, I just don't think they've ever really bonded with each other. Of course, we saw what happened some years ago when they fought against each other at WrestleMania. Of course, uh, Michael Cole, I still think, 
is one of the worst announcers in the history of the business. He is a poor man's Jim Ross, if you ask me, and that's my opinion. I want to stick to it. I think he's absolutely a farce, a joke, if you will, and just doesn't have the ability to be uh, any better. I think he uh, personally should be bumped from the announce desk, if you ask me, and I think they should have someone else take over the chair. I know he's been calling action for a while now, and uh, with this upcoming draft next week, however, I hope that he gets shown the boot and uh, goes elsewhere, because right now I think him calling Monday Night Raw has been a travesty for a few years now, and I think it's time for a change at the announce desk, if you ask me. Um, Number six... Uh, as far as worst duos of announcing of all time, I would have to say the team of uh, Rob Bartlett and Vince McMahon back in 1993. I know when Monday Night Raw started, of course, they also had the Macho Man for a little while, of course, calling the action as the third wheel. But when Rob Bartlett and Vince McMahon used to call Monday Night Raw, I mean, they were absolutely horrendously bad. Uh, Rob Bartlett thought he was all that, and then some. The last I heard of him, I believe he is still in radio to this very day in New York City. I could be wrong. I'll have to go double check on that to be sure. But uh, I would have to say those two were probably the worst announced duo I've ever heard in my life. I just didn't find them entertaining. I didn't find them exciting. I thought they were subpar in a lot of ways. Um, number five, in my opinion, ladies and gentlemen, when it comes to worst announcing duos of all time, I would have to say, uh, it would have to be, oh, this is tough, folks. Uh, I would say the duo of, uh, uh, Tony Schiavone and, uh, also, uh, I think it was Lord Alfred Hayes. I think they did that for a while in WWE back in the late 80s, especially when Tony Giovanni came to the WWE from the National Wrestling Alliance for a couple of years, however, and thought he could re-energize his career. Of course, after leaving the NWA for just a short time, of course, he took off to try his luck in the WWE. He only lasted a short time before going back to the NWA, later on WCW. But at the time he came into the WWE for a brief time, he thought he could save his career by becoming the same announcer he was back in the WWCW, a.k.a. NWA. Uh, I thought he was really horrible. I thought he was really lackluster in a lot of ways. Um, Number four, as far as worst announced duos of all time, I would have to say Superstar Billy Graham. I'm sorry to say this, but I think Superstar Billy Graham and Gorilla Monsoon, I think, were a very bad pairing. I think Superstar Billy Graham, when he got out of wrestling to try his luck as a commentator. Did not do very well. I thought he was really not all that entertaining compared to what he was in the ring as a performer back in his day. But as an announcer, he was just absolutely horrendously bad. And the same thing that we said about Roddy Piper, of course, that's my opinion. That's going to be my number three worst announced duo of all time. Gorilla and, of course, Roddy Piper. So those two, I think, Graham and Piper, will get my fourth and third uh, vote as far as worst announcers of all time. And ladies and gentlemen, we are expecting a surprise here in just a few minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you right now, and I know she's going to be looking forward to hearing from you all. It is Miss Madness herself, the queen of extreme, if you will, let's just say, however. And she will be here in just a few minutes, ladies and gentlemen. However, it is the Black Widow herself, Michelle Lindos. Of course, we're going to get her opinion on this too. So folks, uh, you might want to stay tuned. It's going to be very interesting to hear what she has to say. 
as I'm sure she's going to address a lot of things here, including what we're discussing here. Um, so that being said, uh, let's give you the number again, one seven two four 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 seventy forty four. 444 caller ID number 139925. This is episode number 14. We're here each and every Wednesday night with a wrestling debate. Of course, usually we have three people, including Mr. Madness himself, uh, King NWO, Gerard T. Smith, the phenomenal one. But right now, we understand the phenomenal one. King NWO is in the newsroom right now uh, working on some stories for us tonight here on the Revolution Show, which you can hear coming up in about 50, about 45 minutes from now. Caller ID number 138055-POUND. Of course, we'll be talking a lot about last night's TNA show. We'll also, we'll talking about the latest news and uh Items of the day, of course, including the big story today, as you know, Enzo and Cass uh, of the tag team division, of course, where Michael Cole's uh, very special guest in his interview form today. You might want to check that out. Of course, uh, last night, of course, they also taped SmackDown for this upcoming week live from Grand Rapids, Michigan. We understand they have announced a few new matches for that show, and I'm sure we'll distress those coming up tonight on the Revolution show coming up in about 45 minutes. And... So with that said, let's get back into talking about the worst announcers of all time. Uh, before we hear Michelle's thoughts about uh, the worst announcers of all time, and I'm sure she has some other things that she'll kick around here on the debate table tonight. However, this is one of the things we're going to be discussing, obviously, right now. But, of course, I'm sure she has another debate that she wants to share with all of us tonight. So we might want to stay tuned to that. Um, as far as the second worst announcer goes of all time, as far as duo goes, I would have to say... Uh, Joey Styles and Don Cyrus Callis, I think those two really never got along with each other. I thought they were lackluster at best. And uh, Cyrus, to me, was sort of like a Bobby Heenan-esque weasel wannabe at times as far as a uh, person and as a overall announcer. I just really never was entertained by him that much, and it made me want to throw up. Still does to this very day, even though I have a couple of videos of uh, old ECW footage. But just watching him and Joey Styles, I don't think they ever got along with the other. And speaking of Joey Styles, I think that leads me to my number one best announced duo of all time, Joey Styles and Joel Gurner. I thought those two were pretty good with each other. At times, if you ask me, maybe you'll agree with me, maybe you'll disagree with me. It's entirely up to you. But when it comes down right to it, probably the worst announced duo, and I mean the worst announced duo of all time, however, I would have to say... It is no more worse than watching these guys. Uh, and these guys just were absolutely really horrible because they didn't know uh, how to call the action at times, uh, half the time. One of them, of course, was a former two-time world champion. The other one, of course, was a former announcer for the American Gladiators. And who am I talking about, you ask? Well, the team of Mike Adamley and Taz. Yes, folks, Mike Adamley and Taz. I thought these guys were absolutely horrible beyond belief. They were absolutely just non-entertaining, they weren't funny, they weren't amusing, they just absolutely made you want to cringe at times and also want to change the channel. I did that quite a bit, I remember back in the day of uh, when these guys were on, even though, however, I end up watching most of the shows, however, but hearing those guys talk and give their opinions on some of these matches and also some of the action was just really, really uh, rough to stomach, if you ask me. I just really didn't find it entertaining. So, uh, that being said, uh, that's just my opinion, folks. Uh, again, these are my top ten worst and best announcers of all time. Uh, hopefully, we can get Michelle's opinions on these top ten. And uh, overall, if she has any others that she might want to add or maybe discuss her, we'll be glad to hear from her here in just a few minutes, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, Michelle referring to is the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds. Of course, you can listen to her and Gerard T. Smith every Saturday night on 
Attitude Radio, 138982, beginning at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Of course, they talk about Raw, SmackDown, NXT. Of course, also preview Raw Radio, of course. This week should be a very good show. Of course, we'll be talking about Battleground next week, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, as well as the upcoming draft, of course. And don't forget, a week from Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, 138055 Pound on Revolution. However, a week from this Sunday, you can listen to the Revolution uh, Battleground pregame show with Mr. WCW Chad Hinshaw, the Black Widow, of course, Dora T. Smith, myself, uh, Rhonda Rush Wright, of course, Kendrick Lowdown Smith, Gregory Big Diesel Kramer, and the rest of our panelists, except for our good friend John Gross, who will be at the event there in the nation's capital. Uh, of course, we also have some bets, I'm sure, with our colleagues here. On the air, and of course, that will be coming up a week from this Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, beginning at 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time with the Battleground pregame show. And of course, don't forget this Monday, ladies and gentlemen, on Raw Radio, we will be talking about uh, uh, the upcoming draft, as you know, as well as giving our early predictions in on how those Battleground goes. That should be a very interesting show. The caller ID number of that is 138744-POUND. Uh, that is again coming up this Monday, ladies and gentlemen, at 3 o'clock Eastern Standard Time with episode 52 of Raw Radio. And of course, as we said, don't forget, we'll be back here in a little bit with uh, also, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Revolution 138055 Pound beginning at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time tonight. Of course, tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, you can uh, listen to Wolfpack Radio beginning at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The call ID number for that is 138521 Pound. And you can listen to us there tomorrow night as well. Um, on Saturday, of course, we also have another show for you to listen to, ladies and gentlemen, and of course, it's on every Saturday afternoon with Mr. W. Chad Hinshaw, Gerard T. Smith, and of course, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo. It is known as the Power Hour, ladies and gentlemen, where we take a look at the week back in review, and of course, you can listen to all of us on the Power Hour every Saturday afternoon, beginning at 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time until 2 p.m. The caller ID number for that is 141364-POUND, and the number one, of course, all these shows... After we give you the call ID, all you got to do is press pound one, and you can talk to all of us here on our show. Of course, all of our shows are archived in the TalkShoe library each and every day by our good friend Big Diesel Gregory Kramer, and on our uh, site, of course, on Facebook, which is as WCWSRadioArchives.com on Facebook.com, of course, whether it be Wrestling Debate, Wrestling Revisited, Outside the Ropes, uh, Revolution, Wolfpack, uh of course, along with uh, Attitude Radio and Raw Radio, of course, all of our shows are archived by our good friend, the Big Diesel, Gregory Kramer. Um, that being said, ladies and you know, gentlemen, we still got about 35, 40 minutes to go. Of course, another uh, debate I want to kick around to you all tonight, however, and of course, we will talk, I'm sure, hopefully here in just a few minutes with the Black Widow about the main thing that we discussed earlier tonight. Uh, one thing I do want to discuss tonight also is the upcoming um, an event, uh, well, the upcoming brand split, so to speak. And I want to get your opinions on this, people, as well as the Black Widows, too, whenever she comes on. And I'm sure we might discuss it again tonight here on Revolution. Uh, I'd like to hear your opinion about the so-called split of the pay-per-views between Raw and SmackDown again. I mean, personally, in my opinion, I think it's ridiculous. I really do. I mean, I understand they're going to be there a couple times during the year, where they'll have both brands together, like Survivor Series, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, uh, Royal Rumble, what have you. But as far as other shows go, like, say, um, Backlash or Hell in a Cell or even TLC, they're going to split those uh, names up with the brands, however, by having uh, each brand have their own paper. Like, say, Backlash will have SmackDown, TLC is going to have SmackDown, Hell in a Cell will be Raw. Um, personally, in my opinion, I think it's ridiculous. I think it's outrageous. I think it's stupid. 
if you ask me, I think they should just keep it the way it is. However, by having both friends, both friends uh, just stay on the shows, all the shows, if you ask me. But I guess because they want to make it uh, brand split. However, and ladies and gentlemen, we got our guest on the phone with us right now. Ladies and gentlemen, she is the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, joining us here, the first lady of wrestling, Miss Manage herself. Michelle, how are you tonight? Oh. Michelle, can you hear us there? Oh, yes. Hello. Okay, okay. Well, you got me here, and we were just talking about the brand split of the pay-per-views. Uh, that was one of the things I was just discussing. I was also discussing the top ten best and worst announcers of all time here to start the show tonight. And I had some good ones as far as the top ten best announcers, the top ten worst announcers. Maybe you can give us your top ten, your top ten worst announcers of all time, and I'll give you my list as well. And then I want to hear your opinion about the other thing that I just mentioned, the so-called brand split of the Raw and SmackDown pay-per-views. So what do you want me to give you first? <laughs> I would say give you give us your top ten best announcers of all time. Oh, best J. Arter? Yep. Mm. Uh Booker T. Mm-hmm. Mm, Michael Cole. Mm-hmm. Taz. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. <laughs> That's tough. Yeah. Uh let me see. Jerry Lawler. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly cannot think of anybody else right now. My brain. Um, <coughs> excuse me. That's right. Um, I have no idea. Well, I got I had Jr. I mean, I had Jr. King, uh, Gorilla Monsoon. Oh yeah, uh, Gorilla Monsoon's good one. Bobby the Brain Heenan was another one I thought. Oh of. yes, definitely. Him, him and Gorilla. Uh, Jesse Ventura I thought was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, with at Times, however, even though he had a, t- I think him and Jr. never got along. With WCW, I think that was one of the worst uh, things they did as a pairing. Um, I said uh, Pat Patterson, I think, and uh, Vince McMahon, and. Uh, or a gorilla were quite were quite a duo, and Vince McMahon were also a duo, pretty good duo at the time. As he said, yeah. were pretty good with each other. Um, another guy I threw out that was pretty wild was uh, Vern Gagne and uh, Rod Trungard, formerly of the AWA back in the day. Mm-hmm. I would say they were pretty good. Um, who did else did I listed? I listed uh, David Crockett and Tony Schiavone. I thought they were pretty oh, good. Oh, yeah. David Crockett always was really a very, very, just totally into that. I mean, I can remember him screaming out loud at the top. of like, my God, my God. And um, as far as the other announcers. Mean Gene? I did not list Mean Gene. I forgot listing Mean Gene. I did list this one, though. Joel Gert and Joey Styles. Mm, yeah. In ECW. Oh, Corey Graves? Yeah, I did not list him either. As uh, I, the, the future announcers, I think in the future announcers though. But yeah, I think he has a great future ahead of him as an announcer. I think him and Mauro Ranulo definitely have a great future together as a great announcing duo. The ten worst announcers I listed: uh, Tony and Larry Sabisco, Tony and Mike Tenay. I thought those guys were terrible. Oh yeah. Joey Styles and Don Cyrus Cows. I never thought they really meshed well. Uh, yeah. Those were those are a couple of guys I've listed. Uh, I even listed, surprisingly, Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler 
were not really great together. You know, I just I never yeah. saw the chemistry with those guys. So those were just some of the names I threw out there. Um, maybe you could uh, have some other ones. Maybe you want to throw out there for us. No, not really. Not I think of. Um, That's all right. Uh, uh, no, let me think on it. I, I can't. Uh, no. <laughs> okay, no problem. That's understandable. Okay, well. We were just uh, talking about, as you were coming on the line, that's okay, uh, about the so-called brand split of the pay-per-views of SmackDown and Raw coming up, of course. I weighed in on this very carefully. I said, uh, I think it's ridiculous. I think it's stupid they're doing this, if you ask me. And I just don't understand why they're doing that. I think it's just outrageous. Uh, Maybe you uh, have an opinion on this or anything else you want to maybe kick around here on the table tonight. Uh, The floor is yours. Um... I don't particularly like it either because I think it's better when you keep everything together and, you know, especially when you keep big names together and, you know, the big events and stuff like that, um, you know, your main events and, you know, mm-hmm. your your top card holders, basically, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think they should just keep it the same. I don't see the need for, for the split. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a, a little bit ridiculous. But to touch upon something that you asked about, uh, McGregor yeah. is coming back to fight. Okay, it's official, Conor McGregor. Okay, very nice, very nice. Yes, yes, that's that's, that's what I heard, and that's what I uh, was told today. So that's cool. Um, that, that's awesome. I don't think he's coming. I don't think he's supposed to until September or something. But he, but he is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I know for a fact uh, I did hear, uh, speaking of uh, TNA this week, the number from went down from four t- last week, which was 410, now went down to 358,000 viewers last night. So they kind of took a hit last night. Uh, okay. Um, I know you, this is TNA, and you uh, usually <laughs> weigh your opinion on TNA, so we'd like to hear your thoughts about TNA last night. Well, I, um, I didn't get to watch all of it. Mm-hmm. But um, I will tell you the part that the part that I did see that I'm kind of disgusted about. Okay, please. Um, this Jeff and Matt Hardy feud. Yes. Um, Matt Hardy was talking to a boat. Yes. Um, that you know protected him from Brother Nero of you know shooting the fireworks at him, and he was going to give him a name. And I'm just like, what the hell is going on here? Mm-hmm. Um, I think they are taking Matt Hardy's character a little bit way too far. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, uh, you know, really, truly probably showing the little bit of crazy side that he does have, and that's kind of scary. Um, I, I just don't, I don't like where they're going with this, you know, because, I don't know, I just, for me, you know, you think Team Extreme, you think Matt and Jeff Hardy, you think of them together, you don't think of them separate. I understand they have to go their some ways eventually and everything, but what they're doing right now is really stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit overboard. Um, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? It's um, I, I don't think it's good. You know, especially if kids are watching. You know, they're probably like, you know, what is wrong with this guy? You know, he, you know, he's talking to a boat and you know stuff like that. Um, uh, TNA. I'll have to give you a further report when I can finish watching the rest of it. Um. I know that uh, it was Eddie Edwards and Lashley last night. Mm-hmm. I don't know the results of that. 
um, yet because I, I, like I said, I only saw the Matt and Jeff Hardy segment um, because my son was, you know, watching his wrestling stuff. So yeah. Um, but I'll have to, you know, further give that later on. I guess hopefully, maybe I don't know. Sometime. Mm-hmm. Um, but I. Uh, I'd like to see Matt and Jeff go back to Team Extreme. I think it would, uh, you know, pipe you know pipe things up, make it a little bit better in TNA. Mm-hmm. You know, drop the single one-on-one feud and all that stuff, and sure. it's just getting a little out of hand. It's just getting a little. You know, they said that the Wyatt shit was creepy. Uh, no. Yeah. The Matt Hardy shit was creepy. He was creepy to me. Mm-hmm. He was really, really creepy. Sure. 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 Uh, speaking of which, however, I just saw a few minutes ago, and just as you were talking, I just saw something online. This is going to blow your mind. I want to get your opinion on this. I want to get everyone's opinion about this. We saw this earlier this past year in Dallas, obviously, at the gimmick battle world between Shaq and Big Show. Uh, apparently tonight, however, we understand the Big Show is in, was in Los Angeles, however, at the ESPY Awards before the show even started. And on the black, red carpet, apparently, he saw Shaq O'Neal, and the two were talking for a few minutes, and... Uh, I guess the, there was some pickup of conversation that the two had a little chat, and afterward, Big Show gave him a big pat, pat on the shoulder and gave him a hug, and uh, it was good seeing everything. So, could we see a matchup between the Big Show and Shaq next year in Orlando? Oh, God, I hope not. Apparently, there's some talk about it, though. So That's ridiculous. They need to stop bringing these big star names into this because, you know, they're liability, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can train them all live long day. But they had, you know, they they haven't been doing as long as these other guys have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're destined to get hurt. Yes, I would agree. Oh, I would agree. I would agree hundred percent with you. Uh, you know, so why would Vince McMahon want a huge lawsuit against him for you know some stupid shit like that? Yeah, definitely agreed. Well, one person who uh, did sign with TNA apparently, uh, a guy who we've talked about in the past, uh, known as Moose, believe it or not, made oh, yeah. his debut last night, believe it or not, and he was called in by Mike Ben to help ruin the Destination X theme show. They also interrupted the show's main event between Lashley and Eddie Edwards. What's your take of Moose uh, showing up in TNA? Uh, Moose is a beast. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he's very talented, mm-hmm. um, from what I remember. Yes. But... He's like the the uh, angel slash devil version of Bobby Lashley in my eyes. Um, uh-huh. He he's a good competitor. Um, he's he's really good on the mic, if I remember correctly. He was you know he's a really good speaker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but he he is a monster in the ring. Yes, definitely. I've heard a lot about that. Yes. Um, speaking of, uh, oh, I was going to say monsters, um, I did, uh, see, talking about, and talking about papers, I did see kind of the spoilers from last night's SmackDown. They have announced a couple more matches for SmackDown, including Rusev versus Ryder again. Obviously, they're going to go after the U.S. title. And now they said, however, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, however, uh, from what I heard, however, it will be now a tag team matchup coming up, ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, at uh, Battleground, however, next Sunday, it will be Charlotte and her blonde uh, girlfriend, if you will, the China 2.0, if you will, Dana Brooke, taking on Sasha Banks and a partner for choosing. And I have to ask you, Michelle, who do you think that partner will be? Mm. 
Uh, I say page or um, let me think about that. I say page or hmm, somebody that would uh, Ooh. I don't know, bring Astra. You know, yeah. bring somebody that's going to, you know, give what about Bailey? to I'm not a fan of hers. Yeah. I, I'm just not. I mean, um, or Nia Jax. Mm-hmm. He's a beast. Oh, speaking of beast, folks, ladies and gentlemen, we just got some breaking news in from the NXT TV tapings going on tonight in Winter Park, Florida. They have now announced the main event for NXT TakeOver <laughs> Brooklyn 2 in Brooklyn, and you're going to absolutely blow, be blown away with this main event, Michelle. It will be... Shinzi Nakamura taking on Samoa Joe. Ooh. That's going to be a great match. I mean, I thought it was going to be Finn and Joe. Apparently, they're t- doing that match tonight on the network, obviously. But I thought they would have maybe a three-way Joe, Nakamura, and uh, Finn. But now it looks like it's going to be, however, believe it or not, however, Samoa Joe and Nakamura, believe it or not. Also, I'm um, just trying to find out here uh, some of the ratings from last night. We understand that WWE, of course, will be at Madison Square Garden this Saturday night. Of course, it should be a very exciting show for all you fans in the New York area. Uh, we're just getting word on the card. Here is some of the people that you will see on the card. Dean Ambrose taking on Rollins. AJ taking on Cena. Adrian Neville, believe it or not, will be back in action for the first time in a while as he will take on Chris yeah, Jericho. Yeah, the dark match against uh, Bo Dallas. They said he looked pretty good against uh, Jericho in a street fight. Uh, the New Day Ooh. will take on the Wyatts in a six-man tag, and my girl Becky Lynch will meet Natty. Plus, also on the card is KO, Del Rio, or Del Taco, whatever you want to call them, the Usos, Sheamus, the Club, Apollo Crews, Mark Henry, and many more. So get ready this Saturday in the New York City MSG area. However, the WWE will be returning to the hallowed halls of your neck of the woods this Saturday night. Of course, this oh. Monday, they will be in Providence, Rhode Island. Tuesday, they will be in Worcester, Mass. at the Legendary Centrum. Of course, that'll be next Tuesday. Of course, the draft will be next Tuesday. Don't forget, we will be keeping our eyes and ears peeled during the show of Revolution for the draft, ladies and gentlemen. And then, of course, a week from uh, Sunday, of course, they will be in John's Neck of the Woods. One, two weeks from Monday, they will be in my area, of course. And then two weeks from last night, they will be in Buffalo. They love from Philadelphia. Yeah, they're due to be back in Philadelphia sometime soon. Yeah, um, I would imagine they're going to be there probably sometime in August. I haven't seen their August schedule yet. I would imagine they're going to be there, if not in August, sometime by the end of the month, maybe possibly early September. Um, so we'll have to wait and see uh, if that happens or not. Uh, also, oh, I heard today, too. I don't know if you heard this or not, too, uh, hmm. J.D., but Mark Hunt wants a rematch with Lesnar. Who's that? Mark Hunt wants a rematch. Oh, he's already demanding a rematch. He wants a rematch with Lesnar. Uh-huh. Oh, I did not hear that. No, but I did tell Chad, however, um, I don't know if you heard or not, Meshach Tate is in trouble, believe it or not. Why? Yeah, she's been suspended, apparently, however. Uh, I think, uh, let's see, she was given a medical suspension after suffering a broken nose the other night. Apparently, this is what I heard from MMA Fighting. I told this to Chad tonight on the Outside the Ropes show, and this is what I've heard so far, and uh, I'll give you the scoop here, and then maybe you could weigh in on this. I saw a little bit of that match, not much. 
Yeah, I'm, I just saw. I'm looking at a picture right now. It says here, former UFC women's bantamweight champion Meshack Tate and lightweight prospect Sage North got highlighted a list of five fighters to receive potential six-month medical suspensions in the aftermath of the UFC 200, said the Nevada Athletic Commission, announcing on Monday. Uh, Tate, of course, dropped her first title by first-round submission to Amanda Nunes in the main event of UFC 200, which took place July 9th at the T-Mobile Arena in Vegas, Nevada, while Northcutt defeated Enrique Mar- Marion by decision on the night's preliminary card. Both will now have to receive doctor's clearance on the respective injuries or sit out until January of 2017. It wow. Says, yeah, Mark Hunt, it says here, like you said, suspend until August 24th, no contact until August 9th. Northcutt must have her left ex- elbow x-rayed. If positive, then needs doctor clearance or no contest until January 6th of next year. Minimum no contest until August 24th. No contact until August uh, August 9th. Enrique Martin suspended until September 8th. No contact until August 24th. Uh, Tate must have broken nose cleared by ENT doctor or no contest until January 6th next year. Minimum suspension no contest until September 8th. No contact until August 24th. Uh, what is your take on all of this? Mm, well, I mean, she's definitely a lot better because she's got a broken nose. Um, I think she she kept trying to tell them too that night she was fine and she kept fighting. Uh, I mean, you know, shit happens. It happens. I mean, you know, you're gonna get busted up and all that, but don't lie to the rest and then you know. Yeah. Later on, you really do have a a serious injury like that. You know, what I mean, could lead to deviated septum. You know, anything. Uh, mm-hmm. You got to be really careful with that shit, but. Uh, I don't know. I mean, is she is she legitimately hurt and she lied? You know, she should be suspended. Yes, I would agree. I would totally agree. No question about it. And like I said, I just I think I mean. I mean, why why yeah. be fair to her and not the others? You know, well, why yeah. let her slide and not be you know? Yeah. Mhm. I would agree. I would agree. And like I said, we'll definitely have to keep our eyes and ears peeled on that. Certainly, no question about it. Um. One person, of course, who is celebrating a birthday today, and of course, we will definitely talk about him hopefully tonight, or hopefully our good mm-hmm. friend, Mr. Gerard, will be talking about, is Mr. Sean Waltman, believe it or not, as he is celebrating a birthday today, we understand. Oh, yeah. That's X to the P, to the A, to the C, believe it or not, is celebrating yeah. a birthday today. I think he That's is 43 right. or four, 44 today. I'm not real sure, but what? Well, I think he's 44. He's 44? Okay. I knew it was somewhere in that ballpark, so we'll definitely have to keep our eyes in your Years peeled. Uh, another guy, believe it or not, who oddly I'm talking about NXT, who made his return for the first time in a while. We haven't heard this name pop up in a while, and he confronted, of course, Samoa Joe tonight, obviously, at the NXT TV show was Rhino, believe it or not. Ooh, so, Rhino. Yes, the Rhino is returned, and apparently he confronted Samoa Joe tonight uh, at some point. He wants some of that. Yeah, this is a guy you don't want to screw with people, believe me. I mean, uh-uh. you, you ask Sandman the hard way. I mean, these guys had some battles back in the late 90s, early 2000s in the ECW, I can remember. Especially the one time I can remember when I think it was at the Living Dangerously pay-per-view, I want to say it was in 2000, however, that you mm-hmm. saw Rhino's, uh, literally, t- yeah, it was actually the Living Dangerously pay-per-view, now that I look upon it, when he took out uh, Ryan, Sandman's uh, wife, Lori, and uh, young son Tyler, I remember, of course, and uh, all the fans were on Steve Carino and Jack Victory and Rhino's case. I mean, they were yelling every curse name in the book, like, F you, Rhino, screw you, Carino. I mean, you talk about a very 
hateful group at that time. I mean, I can remember not liking Carino, not liking Jack Victory. I mean, I was a fan of Rhinos. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I can remember Rhino getting some big matches, not just with Sandman, but with Rob Van Dam, and also Super Crazy. Tajiri, of course, was part of that group, and then, of course, he ended up feuding with Tajiri for all. In fact, I got two good Rhino DVs. One of them is called Field of Gore. It has a lot of his great matches on there. Of course, the one match I watched of his uh, was about Couple, yeah, it was a couple months ago. It was when him and I think it was Carino and Victory taking on uh, Crazy Tajiri and the Sandman, a six-person tag, and it was so extreme, so uh, hardcore. It was just absolutely insane. It really I was. I love those matches. Yeah, those those are the kind of matches I can sit back through and just say, "Holy shit!" Those are some classic, classic wars, to say the least. Absolutely. No question about it. Um. Another thing, I mean, I haven't seen the Raw ratings yet, obviously, and of course I'll check on. I'm sure I'm, I'm sure we haven't heard yet what they are, obviously. Um, let's see here, what else um, is going on here? I'm trying to find out some other big news that's going what, on. What's up with Ronda Rousey? Oh yeah, uh, Chad, I talked about her a little bit tonight. Uh, she's doing some sort of campaign, I think. I heard for Reebok, I think it is. I heard something about this tonight. I think she's uh, speaking her mind against something. Let me uh, pull this up. However, it says she is. She is actually. In fact, hold on. I just saw it. Just she's like in a new Reebok commercial. Believe it or not, however, and according to reports, however, she turned her depressing into a firing. Uh, Reebok commercial, and she says, perfect never gets truly tested, however, mind you. So, yeah, I'm not fine with being perfect, however. Hashtag perfect never. Hashtag be more human at Reebok women, believe it or not. She's doing it like an ad for the Reebok thing. Well, because I thought that she had a rematch title shot against Holly Helm. I think that fight's still going to happen, I would imagine. How Originally, I thought until Tate got busted over the weekend, she was supposed to fight Tate first, then go on to fight home maybe later in the year. Yeah, that's what I thought so, too. I think now with Tate in trouble, I think they're going to move that up now because I would imagine you're going to have her at home now being pushed to November at this point. I think now with the way Tate's in hot water, how I think they're going to have to tell her at this point, however, you're going to have to go back and face uh, home again, however, and I'm sure... Ronda's chomping at the bit, however, you can say the least, however, and getting ready to get her hands on. Uh, is is her. Tate the one that is the, the women's champion, or no? Yes, she was the champ. Yeah, she was yeah. the champ. Yes, yes, she was. Yes, that's her. And that's the one who just dropped the belt uh, on Saturday. Yes, mm-hmm. that's correct. And uh, so, uh, like I said, however, with Tate in trouble now, however, obviously, and uh, depending on if she's going to have to drop the belt, which I would imagine she's going to have to, at this point, unless they, unless she's going to stay with the championship, I don't know. Um, I imagine now you're going to see her and Holm referring to Ronda Howard being pushed up to November now. Because originally the fight like was supposed to happen early next year, but now it looks like that's going to change all of a sudden because of the developments going on here. All I hope is that when the rematch happens between Rousey and Helm, yeah. that Rousey does not back down and she knocks the shit out of her because on that last fight, legitimately... Holly yeah. Helms whooped her ass. She did. She did. I think the thing was, Howard, I think Ronda got too relaxed in that fight that time, and I think you'll agree with so me, she Howard. got too cocky? Yeah, she did. She get, She definitely got too cocky. And John's in the chat box right now. He's saying hello to everyone. So, John, hello to you as well. Uh, like I said, yeah, I would agree. This time, Howard, if I'm, if I'm Ronda Howard, I would watch that. I'd be watching that fight every day, however. 
no matter yeah. what. I mean, after training, before training, I'd be watching it fight every chance I get and realizing what I did wrong. And then this time when I go in the ring, don't act smug, don't act cocky, don't act smiley. Just knock her on the butt, however, mind you. Just yeah, knock I her mean, on her butt. The we know. Exactly. You know, exactly. Exactly. I. Um, it's it, like I said. I mean, I I just I mean I'm hoping. I mean I hope it's. A, I mean I hope it's like a. I mean I wouldn't want to say it's a quick fight, but I just hope it goes a couple rounds at least, and then what she really wants to just literally knock the stuffing out or go out there and prove it. You know, just don't get relaxed like you said last time, because I think that's what really kind of set her back the last time. And like I said, she, I think she had it in her head too much. I'm gonna win. I got this. It's in the bag, and that yeah. screwed her up. Yeah, this time I think she's got to put that thing aside and just go out there and say, okay, what do I have to do this time? What do I have to prove this time? Simple. Just go out and do your thing and kick ass, take names, show no mercy. It's like everybody thought that Brock couldn't beat Hunt. I mean, you know. Yeah, and you just just mentioned Brock. Let's talk about him again for just a second. You just brought him up again. You did say something about the guy wants to face him again. I mean, is this guy absolutely wanting to beat him? Like last time, I mean, like happened this past week, or does he think he has a chance of beating Brock this time? I mean, you saw the fight on Saturday. I heard this guy was pretty good in his own way, but this time, I just, I don't know what he's thinking. I mean, unless he wants another being like last time. I mean, what does he have to prove this time that he hasn't proven already? To me, Mark Hunt is that type of MMA fighter that, um, uh, thinks the shit don't stink, and then he's all, you know, I'm going to beat their ass, and then he does, and he does, and he does, and he does. Mm-hmm. And then when he gets to someone like Brock's face, then he's like, oh, shit, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Let me, well, another guy you just mentioned is Conor McGregor. Uh, if Conor should get back in the ring, however, and it looks like he might be more and more, how, who do you think he would face off against, and how do you think he would fare? Oh, like I said, I'd love to see him go against Brock. Um, that That's a money feud there. That would be an amazing match there, I think. If, I mean, you know, I'd like to see him fight Mark Hunt. I think he has fought Mike, Mark Hunt before. Um, and I think it was a knockout that he – I can't really remember. But I would love to see him against Brock. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a phenomenal, phenomenal match. Yes, definitely. I agree. Um I like to see him fight Hunt, but I think he has fought him before, if I remember correctly. Mm. Um, and John Jones, I don't see him coming back anytime soon, any or if at all anymore. I think this guy's career is done. I really do. Who who said that? I did, John Jones. I mean, after what happened last week. With oh yeah, I love John Jones. He's good, but I just think he's he continues to mess up. But he's he's had a few chances to just try to. I mean, he had a chance to get his life back in order after that first time, and now with this latest time, I just I don't think they're going to give him another chance. I think Dana White's going to stick to his guns this time and tell him flat out, your career is done. And if that's the case, I could see him maybe getting into wrestling, maybe or something else. But I don't know if he had he would. Get, be reinstated back to UFC. I, I just can't see that happening. I mean, like, when it comes to UFC, ouch. Um, Brock is, you know, definitely was my favorite. I followed him the whole time, and I, I sure. love McGregor. Yeah, so do I. I am a huge McGregor fan. I love McGregor to death. I think he's, um, real, he's, got, he's got the attitude, and he just knows how to back it up, too. Uh, not very many others 
Yeah. I mean, I, I, that I, you know, think are great. Mm-hmm. I think they're okay. But um, I really would love to see McGregor versus Brock. I would love to see the intensity well, in that box. I'll tell you right now, and you can call me on this right now, and I'll say this, and this is my thing right now. I could see a double main event happen at the next UFC show, however. I could see Hunt and Lesnar, and then possibly McGregor and the guy he fought the last time, the guy that McGregor lost to. The winner of those two matches then go on to face each other much down the road. So we could see maybe uh, early next spring, maybe possibly a Lesnar-McGregor match. Yeah. That would, uh, that's I'm, money. I, that's money talk, right there. I can yeah, see. exactly. Exactly. I was going to say, J.D., talk about money. Talk about ching to ching seeing yep. the dollar bills, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, oh, yeah. people would pay money to see that shit. Exactly. Yep. I agree. And, and I and I hope, Dana White, you're listening to us here because we have some ideas here thrown out at you, and I think a lot of people would agree with me and Michelle that the McGregor-Lesnar fight would be the Rocky Balboa-Apollo Creed UFC match of the century. It really well, would. Where's Ronda when you need her? Because she'll be she, Ronda be like, well, I'll send you a Twitter message. <laughs> well, there's another thing. We just talked about Rousey and Tate, of course, obviously, however. What about, uh, I mean, if depending on what happens with this home thing, however, if Tate is cleared to fight at the end of this year, early next year, and depending on if uh, home and uh, Rousey get it going in November, then you could have them as the third match, however, on the card next Next year, put those three yeah. on on one night. That's big yeah. money right there. I think you could do you could have a big card right there with those three on one night. How are you at a UFC event? Oh and hell yeah! One last thing before we cut a loose talking about UFC. Obviously, of course, the big news being CM Punk making his debut in September. Obviously, coming up. How do you think CM Punk's going to fare? <laughs> um, I think he's going to learn real quickly how the big boys roll and. Um, I like CM Punk. Yes. I'm a fan of his. Um, I prefer him in squared ring than the octagon ring. That's just my opinion. Yep. Um, but I think he's going to experience what a real MMA, UFC, whichever you like to call it, ass-kicking is all about because he's he's not going to fare well on this, Mm-mm. I don't think. I, I don't either. And I, I, I think we all... Kind of wishing the best luck, but I think it's going to be a rough time for him. I agree. Um, on that note, I would have to say, I mean, depends on who he does right out. I mean, how he does against some of these younger talent guys first. I mean, if he holds his own, fine, that's great. But if he gets in the upper echelon cards with fighting guys like, say, a McGregor or a Jones or even a Brock, then I think he's in big trouble. He's in big, he's big, big shit. trouble. Yeah, he's dead meat where he stands. He might as well just start planning his own funeral demise right then and there because I think AJ can supply the yeah, uh, shovel. Yeah, but I think they, they go by weight division in that as well. So. Oh, yes, I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I don't think he would fight any of the, uh, mm-hmm. the bigger guys. Which, right, you know, yeah. He'd probably count his blessings on that shit. <laughs> right. Well, like I said, we'll see. I mean, Punk's going to be fighting here in about less than six weeks, so we're definitely going to keep our eyes and ears peeled. Uh, we still haven't heard when Brock's going to be fighting back again in UFC. Obviously, we do know he's got that big fight obviously coming up in August, and I imagine, uh, as I said last night, uh, before you coming on the air, the big news, obviously, Randy Orton will be returning at Battleground, of course, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen. Mm-hmm and that's where John will be seeing him. Um, and I'll tell you right now, I said it already last night as you were coming on the air last night, however. 
just as you made it on. I think you're going to start seeing the tension build right after Battleground. I think the first night after Battleground, when Raw's here in Pittsburgh, like it was last time, however, when Brock was here in Pittsburgh, back in the early part of the spring, I think you're going to see the fireworks start to explode right then there, because I think it'll be the first night you see Brock and Heyman back together. I don't think it's going to be this coming week, but I think it's next week in Pittsburgh. In two weeks, you'll see the fireworks really come off and start to explode. It really will. Right. Uh, again, uh, I will talk more about this on Revolution here in just a few minutes. Of course, Michelle will be joining us here on Revolution along with Gerard T. Smith, hopefully, King NWO. We will also talk, of course, about the big news that just came in about 15 minutes ago, in case you're wondering. And again, in case you are wondering what the big news right now is, we just heard now, apparently, it has now been confirmed to us that the main event for NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 2, back to New York, if you will, as it's called, how I believe, coming up in August, it will be... Samoa Joe, the NXT World's Champion, taking on apparently the new number one contender, the young upstart, Shinzi Nakamura. And I'll tell you what, folks, I've watched a lot of Shinzi Nakamura matches the last couple weeks, including his battle with Sami Zayn in Japan, excuse me, not Japan, in Dallas earlier this year. That was a phenomenal match. I can only say that this time... These two are going to knock it out of the park this time. I mean, Samoa Joe's had a phenomenal year so far. I mean, he's had two great battles with Finn Balor, of course. I saw the matchup recently with him in London. I thought that was a great match there. The matchup in Dallas was even good, even better. But uh, someone told me the third match between him and Balor in the Steel Cage a couple weeks ago was probably the best one out of all three of them. So I have not caught that one yet, but I will let you know what I think of it. Uh, yeah, that was a pretty good match. Yeah, I'll definitely have to go back and watch. But I did watch the first two finally recently last week. Uh, it's been a while since I had a chance to catch up on some old NXT. Of course, obviously we'll have some more matches listed in the coming weeks. I imagine you're going to have another match, a couple matches listed in the next few weeks, including the women's matchup involving Askewa, probably taking on Nia Jax, taking on whoever else is in the women's scene, whether it be Alexa Bliss, Payne Royce, Carmella, it doesn't really matter. We do know for a fact that the NXT Tag Team Champions, of course, Dash and Dawson, the Revival, of course, I believe now we'll probably have their hands full coming up down the road with this new team. Of course, the Precious Paul Ellerings, the, I forget what they call themselves, but they're sort of like a new man's road wars. And I'll tell you right now, if I'm Dash and Dawson going up against these guys, I'd be praying to God, however, that I'd survive. Because these guys I've heard, that Paul, yeah, these new guys that Paul Ellerings brought in, these guys, these guys aren't here to play games. They're here to kick butt, take names, and cash their checks. And believe me, I've heard a lot already that these guys are like the Road Warriors were back in the early years. However, they're out there to kick ass, take names, and just leave people laying. And, of course, the latest victims, of course, who found that out recently was, uh, I believe, Tomasio Siapa and Johnny Garanjo, believe it or not. Just a few weeks ago, TM61, believe it or not. But uh, on that note, folks, we will talk more about that in the next few uh days and in the coming week ahead. Of course, Michelle and I will be back in just a little bit with Revolution 138055-pound. I want to thank Miss Michelle Lindoss for coming in tonight. Of course, Gerard T. Smith is just finishing up some news desk items for us, and of course, he will be with us hopefully here in just a little bit. We want to thank you for listening to us, and we will talk to you again next week, however, at the same time, same place, uh, 139925-pound, 1724-444-7044. So for the Iceman, along with Miss Madness herself, Michelle Lindoss from Ringside, This is us saying so long, and we will talk to you very soon. Have a good night, everyone. Good night.